We've been best friends for almost 14 years. Best friends who fell in love. Today we're running multiple businesses, raising almost three boys, juggling family, career, finding our tribe, owning our individuality, pursuing our passions, and creating a life that feels like it's authentically our own. I'm Isabeau. I'm Sean. And together, we're We're 2 Inc. Welcome to the 2 Inc. podcast with Isabeau and Sean. Welcome, welcome. Here, we're going to be talking about being partners in all things, business, parenting, love, and life. So this is the first podcast we're recording, but we're not going to do a huge getting to know us thing because you're going to get to know us whether you like it or not. We're pretty wide open. (laughs) We're pretty open. And we'd rather you get to know us through the podcast that we're presenting to you. So we're just going to jump right in. So I think the format that we're working on is we're picking a subject question topic for each podcast episode. And we're just going to start there and kind of see where it takes us. Exactly. We're kind of letting you in on the conversations that naturally happen in our household anyway. We, we're filled. We're a household filled with a lot of talkers. It's, even when the kids go to bed, we stay up. And a lot of feelings. We have feelings about all the things. Everything. Even our therapist said so. <laughs> our therapist <laughs> is like, you guys might want to feel things a little bit less. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so today's podcast, uh, was inspired by a new workout craze that Sean and I have kind of jumped on the band on, on the The bandwagon. (laughs) We've jumped on the bond. We've jumped on the bandwagon with a bit. Um, we bought a Peloton bike about two months ago now. Yeah. Something like that. And we realized that we needed that uh, because we can never leave our house because we have two tiny humans, soon to be three, who demand all of our time and energy. (laughs) What we figured out was that, you know, yes, we wanted to go do the gym thing. We've done all sorts of different versions of that, but nothing was happening because, you know, if I couldn't go spend an hour at the gym, it wasn't worth leaving the house. But now I get up, you know, at six o'clock or whatever and hop on the bike for 20 minutes. Yeah. So uh, we got this bike about eight weeks ago. I am currently five months pregnant. So it's been really interesting because we're obviously doing two very different workouts. And one of the cool things we really like about the Peloton is the community that it comes with. We're not even sponsored by them yet, but hopefully somebody's listening. <laughs> Go to OnePeloton.com. <laughs> but we can give you a promo code. <laughs> we're just not sponsored by them yet. Um, but so... One of the great things about Peloton is the Peloton community that it's very like hooked into social media. And so there's a main Facebook group with the official Peloton member page where there are thousands and thousands of members. And then there are all these kind of sub subcategories of different kinds of people that are riding. Like there's a singles group, which obviously there's a Peloton and cocktails group for like <laughs> wind down Wednesdays, which Sean may or may not be a part of. I don't know. Um, but one of the <laughs> groups that I joined is called the Peloton XXL group, um, which is for Peloton riders that are not like super fit marathon runners, which I am definitely not. Um, some of you may know me, remember me, from being on season four of The Biggest Loser, which happened a trillion years ago. On NBC. 
on NBC at that point, it's coming back on USA though. So, you know, if they want to sponsor us, we got to get the branding right. Um, but this podcast topic was kind of inspired by something I saw on that page. Um, I have been plus size, curvy, overweight, whatever you want to call it, basically my entire life. Um, Obviously, I was on The Biggest Loser. You don't go on The Biggest Loser if you're size four. (laughs) Um, But uh, my weight is something that used to be a struggle. Now it's just kind of a part of who I am. I don't really think about trying to be something else. I just kind of am who I am. Um, But I know for a lot of people they're actively really trying to lose weight. And so this post is really interesting. Um, I won't share names. I won't share exact details. But basically, the gist of it was a wife was on this subsect Peloton page, the XXL Peloton. And um, she was saying that it was really challenging for her to not feel badly about herself because her spouse is like a super fit guy, super in shape, runner, biker, all these things. And she feels like she can't keep up. She doesn't feel attractive. And I thought it was really interesting because I happen to be married to a super fit, sexy guy. (laughs) Why, thank you. (laughs) And by the way, used to be underweight. Yeah. But, um, so I just thought it was a really interesting question to pose. I obviously responded to her separately on the page, but I kind of wanted to open it up with Sean and get his perspective and talk it out between the two of us. Because honestly, as I said, I would be lying if I said that my weight affects absolutely nothing about like my psyche and my life. However, it's just not at the forefront of every single day of my life. And it's certainly not something I feel inadequate because of. So Sean. Well, I, so I think one of the things that's interesting with this is body image is a big issue in most people's lives these days. I think it's been particularly highlighted by things like, you know, Instagram and, and all the different socials and, and, um, and a lot of the retouching that's going on. So there's a false sense of what your body is supposed to look like, you know, whether it's, you know, fit or plus size or anything in between. Um, I think there's a keen awareness to it now. So I guess, you know, since this is originating with the perspective of from where you're coming from, what is, what's your knee jerk reaction to something like that? Well, my knee jerk reaction and kind of what I responded to the group, um, is that I don't think your value has to do with your weight. I spent a long time believing that lie. <laughs> and then I got skinny on The Biggest Loser. I mean, skinny being relative for me. I was a size 10, and that's the smallest I've ever been. I could run four and a half miles, which is the most I could and have ever run. Um, and I was probably more unhappy then than I've ever been at a bigger size. And it had nothing to do with like, oh, I just wasn't happy skinny. It had to do with the fact that I felt a lot of pressure. 
people started popping out of the woodwork who like had never been a part of my life. And all of a sudden they want to be a part of my life. And whether that was because of the weight or because of the notoriety of being on a TV show probably had more to do with the notoriety of being on a TV show. But it still, I realized in that moment when I was on the stage with lights on me and cameras on me and shooting subway commercials and got milk commercials that my value was not intrinsically tied to the number on a scale. And so what I told this person on this Facebook group was that she had to think of all the amazing things that she added to her husband's life outside of, or even because of her weight, you know, what were her hobbies that she liked to do that added value to his life and to his situation. Um, You and I are very different body types. And because of that, not even because of that, maybe our body types are a result of the things that we most enjoy doing. I love to write. I love to have conversations and meet up with people for lunch and coffee. I love to go to the theater. I love to write music. I love to do a lot of things that are inherently sedentary. I'm not, nor have I ever been like a person who cannot wait to go on a hike or cannot wait to go on a run. And I don't, mind trying to do active things now. I think you push me to do more active things, which is like part of your value with you. But I also think like part of my value with me is that you now do a lot of those things that I just mentioned. Oh, absolutely. Because they've become shared interests now. So um, it doesn't mean that you are less active. Like you still like to go mountain biking. You still like to go running. You still like to do very active things. And I probably go for more walks than I ever have. And like, I'll go kayaking, which I never did before you. But at the end of the day, like my baseline is still doing things that are kind of like, you know, cerebral. Sure. So I guess what I'm curious about is, so for anyone who doesn't, doesn't know us well, we've known each other for a long, long time. We were best friends since before we, we started dating and you know, we've, we've been very, very, very close. We truly were friends first. Like we were friends for 14 years before we, no, sorry. We've been friends for 14 years now. We were (laughs) friends for 10 years before we even entertained any kind of non-platonic relationship. We've seen each other through all sorts of things. So, and, and you know, marriages, relationships and all that. But you, and so that being said, there are years even before that. So I'm curious, you know, we, I know at least one of your past relationships. I know your relationship with me, but when in, in, in what way I guess has, has something like this come into play? Like, you know, in your dating life, in your, in, in things like that, is this something that you have, um, that has come up and that you've been aware of throughout the years and has now evolved to this healthy place that you are? Or what has that been like for you? For sure. Like where I am right now at 34 years old and, you know, five months pregnant and two kids, two and a half kids and a marriage that I feel incredibly secure and supported and loved in. Um, that's really new. Uh, in high school, I, my best friends were gorgeous cheerleaders and I was a size 22. (laughs) So 
you know, I had a lot of guy friends that would come to me to ask me to hook them up with my best friends, but yet they would spend more time with me and then they'd like go hook up with my friends. So like in high school, that happened a lot. Then in college, I lost weight. I lost like 80 pounds in college um, between like my second and third year. And when I came back, I still was like considered bigger and curvier. I was like in size 18 then, but, um, but I had a lot more attention and I dated a lot more. And what was interesting then is the guy that I started seriously dating at that time still had a hard time, like quote, claiming me. So we would hook up, we would, it was widely known (laughs) that we were together and, I have it on very good authority with mutual friends of ours from that time frame that he said things like, if Bo, which is my nickname, by the way, if Bo would just lose 25 pounds, then I would totally date her even though we were already hooking up. So what was the voice in your head doing then? I wanted to win that, I think. I wanted in that particular relationship, he was a traditionally fit guy, traditionally good looking. And I'd kind of always a little bit like a Ken doll. I know the guy very well. And I'd always been told that, you know, by fashion magazines, by family, by friends, like that you have to be a certain way. You have to look a certain way to have a certain kind of person in your life. And um, so I just kind of wanted to win, I think. And that led me down quite the rabbit hole. So was it, (laughs) did it present itself more as a challenge than anything or or can you clarify what that is? Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest thing was I, I always thought I was really special. (laughs) Like (laughs) I think that too. That's why I married you. (laughs) I appreciate that. But like, I mean, I, it's funny because I remember when I was a little girl and my weight was an issue especially for my parents who had a hard time with me being overweight because they're very fit. My whole family is very fit. I remember my mom and my dad saying things like, you know, and they meant it very lovingly, but they'd say things like, you know, you just look in the mirror and see Marilyn Monroe. Like you just like, don't see the reality. And they said it in a way like, and that's really cool for you, but you need to, you need to see like what you're really up against. But I really didn't see anything wrong with me. Like I thought I was really pretty. I knew I was really smart. I knew I was really talented. I've always been super ambitious. So to me, I didn't think there was anything wrong. Um, Even though I had all these people tell me that there is something wrong with being overweight. So I think for me, I was like on this single-handed crusade to prove to the men of the world that it didn't matter if a girl was a size 18 or 20 or 22 or whatever it, because I had a lot to offer and I wanted to prove that. Wow. That makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. Now I know you in college, you were like 125 pounds. You were like the opposite. Like when we met, I was a size 18 and you were wearing literal like size four women's skinny jeans. Maybe not a size four, maybe like a size six. I can't remember what it was, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I was very small. I was just ruthlessly made fun of and bullied for my small size. Um, I'm five, seven. I graduated high school at about 128 pounds, 
roughly. I mean, I was I was very healthy. Uh, I ate well. I was r- racing mountain bikes and snowboarding, and you know all sorts of stuff. So I, I was very capable, but my body type was just very thin. And that's something that actually one of my parents uh, used to comment on all the time. Is you know you could really stand to put on a few pounds. And I know I, you always get the woe woe is me. You know you you need to gain weight, but I mean. Body image, like I said earlier, it, it's a real thing, and you know, I that was when I was, you know, seventeen years old, and I'm I'm 34 now, and I still hear that in the back of my head. Um, you know, I still look at the scale and say, man, I if only I did this. You know, do you think that your weight at that time, or even at this time, do you think that it has affected the choices you've made choosing romantic partners or staying in romantic relationships? I think early on, especially in college and in my early 20s, um, for most of my 20s, actually, probably until a few years before we got together. Um, well, I don't know, it may even, maybe even past that. Um, my feeling about my body and how in shape I was and how much I was at the gym really affected the way I acted on a day-to-day basis. How so? Um, I mean, I, I always felt, physically, I felt better. I, I always liked feeling strong. Um, but I felt better when I looked in the mirror and looked a certain way. I felt like, oh, now girls will pay attention to me because this, I had so full full disclosure. You know, people talk about having game. You know, <laughs> I had negative game, and, and As, Bo will tell you that. Like, I <laughs> I did not know how to talk to girls. I had no idea what I was doing. You had a really good best friend coach, though, for many many of your single years. I wonder who that was. <laughs> so, and also she knows all of the dirt, all of the details from everything, every relationship, every hookup, every, every road story, everything. So yeah. Like the first girl that I really knew you to seriously date was in my opinion, maybe not the healthiest relationship. I'd say probably in your opinion too. And you know, I wonder like, did your body image play into your staying in that relationship past the point where it was healthy? I think at that point in my life, I had some other internal stuff going on besides body image, um, where I had a lot of self self worth, Im- like stuff going on that was part body image, part a lot of other things. Mm-hmm. Um, so that relationship was just like, oh my god, I want someone to love me, you know. Just because at that point in my life, I didn't, I didn't, I had just, uh, I had just lost my mom a couple years earlier, um, and just like was aching for love in my life. Um, so that relationship was just not something very good. Yeah. (laughs) I think going forward, um, you know, I think there's a lot of toxic masculinity out there and I, I love that that term is out there now. And I love that that's something we're talking about. Um, because it's allowing me to see certain things that I always kind of felt were wrong. Mm-hmm. And now it's kind of validated um, because I, I grew up with like a, a single feminist mother raising an only child boy, mm-hmm. you know. So um, I kind of had a feeling when things were a little off. But um, you know, there's always a lot of pressure from other guy friends being like, "Oh, you need to, you know, take the hot chick home," mm-hmm. you know. And you know, uh, I'm going to sound a little crass on some of this stuff, but it was really like that. Like, Oh, who'd, who'd you nail? Like, mm-hmm. st- like really kind of, it, it was kind of gross actually thinking back onto it. And I know a lot of guys still talk that way and think there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, 
you know, it's the whole, like when you're in high school, like what base did you get to, you know, mm-hmm. that goes back like <laughs> decades and decades. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I, there was a lot of pressure to date the quote hot chick, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, and there were a lot of times when, you know, you go to meet the, meet a girl at a bar or whatever and you'd be like, okay, so she's, she's traditionally hot, I guess. Um, but there's not, you know, in certain, I'm not saying all attractive women aren't, aren't brilliant because many are, but you know, you'd find yourself talking to someone because of the way they look, not because of who they are. Mm-hmm. And that to me never sat well. Mm-hmm. Well, now that you, I mean, you've put on like 40 pounds pretty much since those days, like a healthy 40 pounds, 30, 40, whatever. Um, and like a good looking 30, 40 pounds. (laughs) I mean, you were, you've always been good looking. Um, but do you think that now that you're a different size, a different stature, I mean, to paint a bit of a picture, you started CrossFit several years ago. You have much more muscle mass than you did at that point. I worked really hard to build that. Yeah. So, yeah. But do you feel like having a different body type now that you still feel kind of like the kid that weighed 128 pounds that needs to feel validation? Or do you feel like you've come to a different place with your body? I've come to a different place with my life. Mm. Very much like what you were talking about earlier. Um, now, if I was if I was thirty four and single, and um, you know didn't have kids and, and all that, this would be a very different. This would probably be a different conversation, um, or maybe it wouldn't. I don't know. But I, I'm very, as we talk about all the time, I'm very very happy in my life right now, and I, the happiest I've ever been. Um, you know, I'm just very content with with the love and the the people in my life. So, um, I guess that being said, I can back up a number of years and kind of think about how, you know, I've, I've kind of steadied at this weight for a little bit. Well, when you look in the mirror, who looks back at you, the guy you are now or yeah. 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 Interesting. Um, You know, and I still, I, you know, I still have the, the, idea of like, Oh, I want to look like the guy on the cover of men's health, Mm -hmm. you know, and you kind of do though. So (laughs) I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's weird. It's a weird thing like this. There's just an outward pressure to look a certain way. Um, I I feel better about myself physically and maybe, I, I don't know if it's the cart before the horse or what, but you know, I reached this point where my body looked a certain way. And around that same time I'm was falling in love with, with you, uh, with, with my best friend and, you know, my family life, my nuclear family life was building in a, a really great way. My career was, was changing and a lot of things were lining up. So, you know, it's tough to say that it was one thing or another, but I think the fact that I looked a certain way. And so uh, I, actually I remember there's one, a very specific instance, and this doesn't have to do with dating, but it has to do with just body image, I guess. Um, we, I, so I used to spend time, I was a professional musician for a long time. I used to tour and do things like that. And I'd gotten a call to, I'd taken a little bit of time off from, from road stuff and I'd gotten a call to play on, I think the CMA awards with, with a group and 
right around that time, some of the guys from, uh, uh another group that had come up and were just kind of blowing up in the country music scene. Uh, they were playing it too. So I hadn't seen them in a while. And one of the guys walks up to me backstage, you know, we're back in the, the bowels of the, uh, the arena and, and they're goes, real famous. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and Tyler's like, um, man, have you been working out? Cause at that point he hadn't seen me until 30 pounds later. Mm-hmm. And like I'm filling out my shirts in a different way. I'm carrying myself differently. I'm probably, my shoulders are back because I was working on my body to look that way. Um, and honestly, part of the reason why I, I had gotten to this point physically with my body was I, I needed in my mind, I'm presenting myself on stage. I need to present myself in a certain way and phys- in my physical appearance plays into that a lot. Uh, it was like, you know, the same way people on TV do different things. Um, and I'll never forget how good that made me feel because I'd worked for it and I had gotten, you know, the, essentially the approval of this guy who was on the cover of all these magazines and all over the place going, man, look at you. You've done it. You look great. This is awesome. So, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I mean, I think that bit. feels good to anybody regard, like, and not just necessarily having to do with your body, but anytime, somebody recognizes, especially effort. I mean, it's one thing to be noticed for something that's kind of God given. I mean, for me at least. Um, but when someone notices something that's effort based, I just, I always think that's really special. I think that was a, the, probably one of the bigger parts of it mm-hmm. was that I had changed my diet. I changed my whole lifestyle to, to change my physical appearance. Yeah. So you talked a little bit about how when you're in high school and maybe even college, how there's like this pressure to date, like the hot, traditionally fit girl. And, you know, I mean, I know a variety of different girls that you've dated. They all kind of range, (laughs) like they're kind of all over the place, spectrum wise. Um, Do you feel like you have a type? No, (laughs) no, I, I, I think types are funny because especially when you're like talking about like dating quizzes and things like that you used to talk about <laughs> in your twenties and your teens or junior high school, whatever, you know, like I, I like butts or I like blondes or whatever, you know, I never had a thing. It was always about the person. Was it always about the person though? I, you know, ideally yes, but I mean, there are definitely times I'm, I'm not going to tell you that I only dated people because of a hundred percent because of who they were. There was a time in my life where I was dating because of the way people looked be- and because I never, I, I had, was never able to before that. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, when I had negative game, like I did not know what to do <laughs> when I, you know, I had no idea what I was doing. I think you had more game than you thought you did. You know what? Here's the thing. You had game. You just had like 35 year old game instead of like 24 year old game. That's what every 24 year old wants, you know, to be like an old man. (laughs) No, but you were just, you were just ahead of your time because like, that's the thing. If you were single now doing some of the things that I know you to have done in your twenties, like you would have had all the single moms lining up around the block. <laughs> you were like writing girls songs and like, you know, making them dinner and taking them to vineyards and like 24 year old girls just want to like go get drunk off tequila Honestly, shots. 24 year old girls typically more than that 
want to be blown off and they want the chase. Yeah. Which is so weird for me. I'm like, here, I'm giving you this thing that you say you want and you don't want it. What's going on? I know. <laughs> well, just, just know that I'm sure they all wonder what they were doing now. Yeah. But, um, so, I mean, that being said, you don't have a type, you know, I do feel like though, everybody has certain things and people that they're attracted to. And it's nice to say like, Oh, I'm just attracted to the person and to what they bring to the table. But physically, like there are attributes that cannot be overlooked. I mean, are you attracted to smaller women to larger women? Like what, what knowing that you've dated all kinds of kinds, you know, what do you like about different body types that you've dated? Hmm. I want to make sure I answer this the right way. <laughs> this is not a trap. Is, I, every like, guy in the world is, is like, this is a trap. <laughs> uh, I feel like this might be a minefield. It's not. Um, it's not. No, but I think the answer to that really comes with where I was or am at any given point in my life. Like uh, here, here, I'm going to make it less of a trap. Thank you. (laughs) We have an amazing sex life. I think. Yeah. I mean, more than any one I've ever dated. And I believe more than anyone you've ever dated. I think we have a very healthy, consistent variety filled (laughs) sex life. And, so we're going to paint pictures. No, we won't go any further than that in this podcast, um, in this episode. But, um, you know, I am definitely, I definitely have a different body type than some of the women you've dated. But so I would have looked at some of those women who were traditionally fit, traditionally thin, even some of whom were, you know, unusually thin. (laughs) And I would say, that's interesting that he can have such a successful sex life, such a wonderful sex life with someone who is a size 20 and someone who's a size two. I mean, typically most guys like they have a type, you know, they have some kind of type. I mean, I guess the the one thing is I didn't like, I never went for girls who were like abnormally skinny. One time you did. Yeah. And like I said, I don't go for them. Yeah. (laughs) And I mean, I mean like very, very, very skinny, Mm -hmm. like not not that there's anything wrong with that. No, no, no. It just wasn't my thing. Like, honestly, when the the bones are sticking out, it hurts. (laughs) Let's be (laughs) honest. Um, But no, I mean, it really, well, it wasn't really a thing. Well, for like this woman who like getting back to the original inspiration for this podcast, who is concerned that like her husband can't be attracted to her and whatever, like what is attractive to you about me and like my body type? I mean, I, I find you to be absolutely gorgeous. Just, I I do. It's, it's very simple. Um, and that being said, like I knew you first, I knew you, I knew you as a person. I knew you and I know I'm, I'm, I feels like I'm skirting the question, but like, I, I find you beautiful and it, it's not because you're a certain body type or you're not like it, it's, it's more than just personality. It, it can be boiled down to like to physical appearance, but I, I find that you're really sexy and really beautiful. And 
you know, I don't know how else to put it. You know? No, I mean, I guess the thing is like when it comes to our sex life, besides having a healthy one and one that, you know, has as many facets as ours does, like I definitely feel in a positive way objectified by you sometimes, like in, sure. a, in a very positive way, in a way that's like very self-assuring, not self-assuring, I guess, but very assuring. And, um, you know, I mean, you are very quick to tell me most of the time, like things that you find sexy about me. I mean, do you feel like that's unusual for men to find it sexy to have someone who's rounder and to have someone who's fuller and all of I mean, that? Maybe traditionally, like according to like the locker room talk in high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but that's never really mattered to me. Frankly, I think the only way it's ever really mattered to any dude is how it reflects socially because, I mean, to be honest, and you know this because you know all my stories, like I've never had trouble getting laid. (laughs) I mean, I've had trouble getting guys to acknowledge that we are a thing because of the locker room talk and they don't want to like tell their buddies that they're dating the quote fat girl. But I've never had any complaints otherwise. So speaking of, so that, that public thing, I guess one question I had for you is have people, especially knowing that you've, I mean like, so we have different body types, you and, and uh, this other major relationship in your life have had different body types. I'd, I'd never knew you before that. The, I've really only know you known you through two relationships, uh, two very long ones, but um, have you gotten, comments or reactions besides people saying, you know, the, the guy saying, no, we're not in a relationship, but external public um, comments or reactions from people talking about the, the difference in your body types or, or like criticizing you or anything like that. I hear a lot from many, many, many plus size women that they are like targeted that like people will say things to them like, <coughs> cab drivers and random strangers. And honestly, I've never, (laughs) I mean, to my knowledge, I have never experienced anything from like an external opinion. I'm sure that they've been said behind my back. Um, But to my knowledge, I don't know. I kind of live in this place that's probably like a total dreamland, but I live in this place where like everybody thinks I'm as cool as I think I am. <laughs> pretty cool. <laughs> and I just, I, I think anybody that I've slept with or dated or hooked up with any of their surrounding friends that have known me like me, even if just as a friend and they wouldn't like shun that person for being attracted to me. Um, I think, you know, I pretty much almost every guy I've dated, you know what? I'm even going to take that back. Every guy I've dated has been traditionally good looking. I have always dated guys who work out. I've always dated guys with great bodies. I've, even if they don't work out, like they just are naturally like athletic. Um, I've always dated guys who other girls want to date. Um, I don't think I've ever dated a guy that like would be classified as unattractive, at least to me. Um, And, 
yeah, there have definitely been issues with like certain guys claiming me as someone they're hooking up with or someone they're dating or someone they're in a relationship with. But there have also been many, many guys that don't seem to really care either. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I think honestly, probably the most backlash I've gotten is early on from myself of being concerned that there would be a difference. My high school boyfriend was very thin Like he was, if anything, like he, on the range of guys I've dated, he was one of the thinner ones. Like he was probably about the size you were when we met. So he was like 130 pounds ish and five, seven. Um, and I remember before we started dating and he was like very into me, very willing to own our relationship. And I remember being very concerned about what people would think with him dating me and vice versa, like that we were so mismatched. Um, and really nobody cared. Like everybody has their own thing. And that's part of what I said to this woman on this post too, is like maybe people do care in other places or like I have a few friends in New York City that are overweight and they say it's like a different world there if you're overweight. But for me, I've just, I've never experienced that. That's that's great. I'm glad. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you always hear, or not always, but you hear terrible stories about you know things that are said to people because of their weight, and that people or some people feel like they can just be open and say things that you would and you should never just never just say to somebody. Honestly, the the hardest comments come from kids. Yeah, like what? Like adults. I I feel like. Adults know better, but it's never in relation to like who I'm dating. It's like, you know, like a kid will be like, she's bigger than my dad. (laughs) And you're like, well, I am. I mean, I'm, I'm tall for a woman. Well, kids are one thing that we know, especially having kids, young kids is that they don't have a filter and they are honest to what their brain tells them. Right. And so kids are like very honest and you can't even really, I mean, you can't get mad at it. Like, you can't get mad when, like, your kid's friend says something like, are you having a baby and you're not? I mean, fortunately, I am. So for, like, four more months, I do have an excuse. <laughs> but um, you can't really get mad about it. It can definitely sting because you're like, sure. I don't want to be bigger than your dad. <laughs> but um, at the same time, I don't know what size their dad is. Their dad might be 115 pounds and five foot three. So, like, yes. Well, I mean, think of what I've been, you know, so... <laughs> So, I mean, I try not to take that personally, but I would say the only other place that I've ever had someone even make a comment about like people I date or like how I date is from other women who are overweight. Huh. So like what? So, and it's not even, it's not, it's, it's actually, it's funny. It's like asking how I get guys to like me or asking like, I had one friend, she's a friend of mine and she's super amazing. She's this amazing woman who is successful in her career, talented, funny, beautiful. She's also always struggled with her weight, been considered plus size, but again, like not abnormally. So not like to the point that you're seriously, seriously concerned for her health. Um, And, you know, she sent me a, a direct message on Instagram once that was like, I don't understand how you date all these hot guys. (laughs) 
<laughs> and I wanted to write back, well, because I'm a hot girl. <laughs> 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 but I also like I also am friends with a lot of guys, and most of the guys I've ended up dating have stemmed from friendships. So I think you know, I do think there's something to be said for for getting together with a friend. It's it's comfortable. There is when you do that, it, there's typically some kind of underlying sexual tension and it's kind of natural for most friendships to evolve from platonic into not platonic. Sure. So, I mean, I guess this is probably a topic for another conversation, but you know, I guess <laughs> that gets, there. well, no, no, I think this, this should be another mm-hmm. conversation, but just to, to brush over the surface, like I, I think that gets into dating culture mm. more than it gets into, you know, uh, you know, body type and weight and things like that, because, you know, we're talking about in the way, the way we met and the way our friendship developed was like you said, as, as friends and, um, and, you know, from my years of dating there, you know, when you think of, okay, where am I going to meet someone? You go to like a bar. Mm hmm. And you like sit down next to somebody or you like you think about from like a movie, you see, you know, some some person on the other side of a bar that you're going to send a drink to and then maybe strike up a conversation. And like, that's not the way any of the relationships that have any relationship that I've really liked in my life, like thinking back onto them, because obviously, you know, only one of them has worked out, but there were other ones that I, I va- have value that, mm-hmm. I, or that I do value and totally. did value. Um, you know, they just weren't the right ones for me, but they all, all of the ones that had that kind of value stemmed from situations that were not just meeting in a bar or, you know, this, this general idea of like how you're supposed to meet someone. It was very much more like what you're saying of like, of being friends. And because there's, there's a, a much deeper, broader foundation to build on there. Yeah. And I think it, we can definitely dive into this more in another podcast, like specifically about dating, but, and this is obviously a vast generalization, but I think part of the reason I've dated hot guys as a bigger girl and part of the reason like my weight has been less of an issue is because I didn't meet anybody that I was dating like inorganically. Um, I almost interrupted what you were saying to say fat girls can't meet people in a bar, but that's obviously not true. I've met people in a bar. I've hooked up with people that I've met in a bar. Um, I've dated people I've met in a bar, but I agree with you. Like my most meaningful relationships where my weight, I don't even feel like it was part of really the equation, even though it obviously was, but those are people I've met organically and have gotten to know through work or through school or whatever. And they already knew me, including what I look like. There was no like shock and awe of like, oh my God, she's a size 20. It's like, yeah, I know that. I've seen her for the last six months, like every single day. Sure. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I think though a lot of the shame that some people feel is be is has nothing really to do with who they actually are and who their spouse actually is, but it has to do with what they think they're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I don't know. I mean, have you ever felt that my body type or my lack of fitness has negatively impacted your life or your ability to participate in like fitness activities? No, I mean, I don't think it's been something like that. I mean, the only things were are personality things where, and this is, I'm going to back up because I realize that it's going to come off wrong. Um, Like I like to go camping. For, that has nothing to do with fitness though. Exactly. But that's, <laughs> those are the types of things like I, I love to go trail running and I love to go mountain biking. And those are things that you don't like. And mm-hmm. that's, I don't know that. I mean, maybe it is because of your body type. Maybe it's not. I, I don't think it is really fully because of your body type. I think it's just interests, you know? Well, I mean, I'm not going to lie and say like, Oh, I would hate, mountain biking and trail running, even if I was a size two, cause I've never been a size two. I mean, what I know is I don't like doing those things because number one, they're hard. <laughs> like they're, they're hard for me too. I know. And, <laughs> and that's been really helpful too. Like both of us being really upfront and you being like, Oh no, that's hard. Like, well, if it, for me, even if I'm getting into a point where I'm in really, really good shape at something, it, it's never going to be easy because I always want to get better at it. Right. So, so it's always going to be hard. So having you be heart. like, I, I mean, honestly, one of the better things I ever did for my psychological relationship to my body was to do CrossFit. Um, yeah, I was actually going to bring that up in a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Before CrossFit became like this crazy competitive, competitive thing that now is very, very hard for any just layman to participate in. It's not for regular humans. <laughs> it's anymore. not for regular humans anymore. But when we started it, what, five and a half years ago, six Something years like ago, it was very much like scalable fitness for everybody. And it was like the best thing I ever did for my psyche CrossFit at that time because I was working out alongside athletes and I was doing essentially the same workout as them, except like they would be running six laps and I would be running three. And so obviously it's not exactly the same workout, but it's the same quality, if not the same quantity. And it made me feel really empowered and really strong. So I think that like that is a really good thing to have done because I realized like those athletes were just scaling up. It was equally as hard for them as it was for someone who was like pretty much completely out of shape like me. And we were doing the same workout, but differently. Um, But yeah, I mean, you know, outside of the fact that it's hard and that I huff and I puff and I sweat a lot, like I sweat more than just like any other human being. You'd say yourself that you're a face sweater. I'm a faucet face. It's, like, it's not like you're sweating all over your body. It's just very intrusively. Your body's like, no, I just want you to know here's, here's a lot of sweat coming out of your face. It's in your, like it's in like my eyes. It's in my mouth. Your like, face is like one of those really personal places. Like if something hurts on your face, it feels like it's in your yourself. I don't know. It, yeah, no. And so thing. I sweat a lot. And then when you take things outside, you're also getting mosquito bites and like, there are snakes. We live in Tennessee. Like there are spider. Like I just don't find any of that even remotely appealing. And it honestly, I don't want to go camping in Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go to like a, a, a canyon in, in Utah and do it. But it's yeah. not just because I'm overweight. Like it probably does have 
something to do with the fact that like, I mean, when you and I go on like a walk together and granted, like I'm, I know I'm pregnant right now, whatever, but when we go on a walk together and you're just like talking like this and that, and I'm like, (sighs) and then (sighs) I went to the grocery store, then that doesn't make me feel sexy or good or accomplished. And it makes me think like, Oh God, he probably is like, what am I even doing? I just tell you, I couldn't tell you one time that you did that. I can tell you that it's every time, (laughs) but but that's what I'm saying. Like you're thinking I'm watching you and thinking, Oh my God, what's this, what's this girl doing it? And for me, I, there's literally been not one single time that that has ever registered with me. Yeah. I mean, I think the only time I'm aware of it is when you're further along in a pregnancy because it's like, okay, well I want to make sure she doesn't overdo it because that has bigger ramifications. But the rest of the time I've never been like, Oh, we need to slow it down or like whatever, because you know, the, you know where your body is and like what you're, you can do. And we just kind of do that. That's perfect. Well, I think that's where weight gets really tricky. And like what part of this post was really interesting is because like weight more often than not, or like the perception of weight and body image has way more effect on you individually than it does on the person that you're afraid it's affecting. You know what I mean? Like every time every time I felt like bad about myself or whatever and anytime it's ever registered is like, Oh my gosh, Sean must think I'm this or I'm a failure or I'm that, or I'm out of shape. I don't think probably you've ever thought those things about me, at least not in, in congruence with my thoughts about it. So I think that that's what makes us so tricky is we all have these stories that we tell ourselves about what someone else must be thinking about us when in actuality, like because everybody else has their own insecurities and their own thing, like this woman, for example, who's like my husband's a marathon runner and he is probably so embarrassed by me. Your husband's probably just trying to beat his marathon time. You know, I mean, (laughs) like he probably doesn't really, he's probably grateful that you're not going out on training runs with him. So he doesn't need to worry about like, you know, not succeeding in front of you or, you know, and he, all he has to worry about is shaving two minutes off his time and he doesn't need to worry about his partner. So, I mean, I can't speak for everybody. I'm sure that there are guys out there who dating someone who was not at the same fitness level as them would be inhibiting. But I think 90% of the time it's a self-made problem. Yeah. I mean, I I completely agree that the, the voice inside our heads is really, it can most of the time be our biggest, worst enemy, our biggest, worst, biggest, worst. I'm going to keep biggest, worst. I like it. Um, So I guess speaking of, of CrossFit and all that, um, we, we mentioned that we would probably bring this up, but we, one of our shows that we really love to watch is, is this is us. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, we cry weekly <laughs> at, least, time. at least once a week. And, and Chrissy Metz and I are basically best friends. We're not, we met one time, <laughs> but, but, <laughs> but, I, really but nice. I hugged her and I told her how brave I think she was because of the book that she wrote. It has nothing to do with her portrayal of Kate, which is also genius, but, I just I think her book is such a testament to what the struggle is to be an overweight woman. So um, I just really admire her for her courage and sharing so many details about her life. So I think one of 
uh, what, you know, if you're not caught up at this point, sorry, <laughs> no, that's fine. Um, I, I agree with all of what you Fan just said. I'm just, over here. Uh, yeah. Um, in one of the more recent episodes, Kate, the Kate's the character, Kate finds out that her husband, Toby his and spoiler if you haven't gotten to this so mute for the next 30 seconds or whatever but she finds out that he's been sneaking off to the gym specifically CrossFit because everyone has a, a target on the back of CrossFit sometimes <laughs> rightfully so but um and that he has been lying about he's going out to get groceries or whatever I forget but and all of a sudden he's like lost all this weight and all this stuff um so what has what did that episode and like in that context, seeing that on TV uh, and the way they highlighted different things, what did that make you think? What, what did that bring up for you? A few different things. Um, first, because I think that really gets into, sorry, I think that really gets into what this woman may have been posting about. So, sure. So go ahead. Well, first I think what's tricky about it is I love This Is Us. It's like one of my favorite TV shows in the world. However, I think the portrayal of what it is to be an overweight woman in actuality is not bad. It's just not three-dimensional. I think that being overweight, struggling with your body image, struggling with your romantic relationships, with your sexual relationships, like anything having to center around your weight... Like it is very complicated. It's not like I'm overweight and therefore I'm sad. I mean, when I've been like the heaviest I've been, which is not right now, um, but when I've been like the heaviest I've ever been, it's not just shame that goes into that. Like sometimes you feel a lot of shame. Sometimes you feel super sexy. Sometimes like, and I, I don't feel like this is us always paints a complete picture of what it means to be overweight. Um, so that's my first thought is like, the character of Kate is brilliantly played by Chrissy Metz. However, I think that it could be more complex than just a woe is me. I'm overweight. I eat my food. I eat my emotions. And like, that's who I am because at least like I don't go around every day thinking that I'm a victim because of my weight. So I guess hypothetically, like let's say, whoever it is who's trying to lose the weight mm -hmm. loses the weight. What you're saying is that those problems are still there. You, deeply. I mean, like those problems really have nothing to do with weight. Like someone who is in a position like that, where every single day their thoughts about themselves are governing their choices and governing their relationships. That's not a weight issue. That's a person issue. So, I mean, that's number one, how I feel about it. But what you're really zeroing in on here is the dynamic between Kate who is overweight on the show and her relationship with Toby, her husband who once was overweight and has decided to channel his frustrations and his joy and his everything into getting fit instead of eating his emotions basically. Um, it's interesting because you can definitely feel the insecurity of that. I mean, you always go to the gym. I go to the gym often. Um, I like to work out. Um, 
there are sometimes I go to the gym more than you do. We typically go to different gyms because you like to do CrossFit and I like to go work out at the Y. Um, and I would be lying if I said that there wasn't a small part of me that, I don't know if jealous is the right word or I'm, I guess I'm aware of the fact that when you go to the gym, you're definitely working out with like traditionally hot women. <laughs> and like it, and again, it depends what gym you're going to. You go to a couple different ones, but like you're working out with people who have traditionally attractive body types and that I think CrossFit is kind of a sexual thing anyway. Like you're all kind of breathing in synchronicity. Like there is something kind of animalistic. You're really romanticizing. It's really <laughs> gross, honestly. But I, I think that there is like an awareness of that. And when you come back from CrossFit, especially when you're going regularly, it's definitely something I'm aware of if I'm not doing it with you and thinking to myself, maybe I should get back into CrossFit. Um, so why? Because, I mean, number one, full disclosure, like history of us, when we got together, we were both going to CrossFit religiously. And like, I was feeling really good. I'd lost like 20 pounds. I'm only like 10 pounds heavier than I was at that point, but I'd lost like quite a bit of weight. My whole body like reshaped itself. You were also very, like at that point in time, we, you and I were both pushing ourselves physically to see like how much weight we could lift. That was a big thing. And we were like basically on par with each other. And like, obviously, because you just brought it up to this day, you still talk about it in a way that almost is like romanticizing it. Like, Oh, we were like going neck and neck. Like you're so strong. And it made me feel really capable and really sexy. And so now that I don't really do CrossFit and haven't for several years since my favorite gym closed down, um, I feel like, well, after, because we started our relationship on that, does it make me less sexy because I don't do that anymore? You know, I don't really worry about like you going to the gym and hooking up with another girl. I mean, I'm sure you have plenty of eye candy, (laughs) but you know, everybody has eye candy. Like we live in Nashville. There are a trillion attractive people here. So I can't worry about every single attractive person in the world. Um, I think though the dynamic on this is us where Toby is really checking out of his family to check into CrossFit. I mean, honestly, like, if all of a sudden we were putting our children down for bed and you're like, Hey, I got to go to CrossFit. Like that would be a problem in our relationship, not because of where you were going, but because of what you're missing. Sure. And I think within that show there, the bigger issue is an honesty thing for sure because it was sneaking off to do something. Um, and so I think a pattern that I think I'm seeing in a lot of this stuff is that we were blaming a lot of things on weight and body type and things like that, but they're the underlying issues are actually what's going on here. Well, communication. I mean, when honestly, when I start to feel really crappy about myself, like whether it has anything to do with the actions that you're currently doing or just the actions that I'm not, I just try to get real honest with you and me about where I'm at and why. I mean, right now, for example, our whole family had like some weird 
cold virus thing the last two weeks. So in like the past 14 days, it just became the winter, by the way, like one day it was 90 degrees and now it's the winter. Yeah. And so in the last 14 days I've worked out, like I've done like one ride on the bike and like, that's the only workout I've done. So full disclosure, like I don't feel awesome right now because working out for me helps my psyche. Like it helps me feel better, which is the big reason I do it. Right. But I have a hard time. I have a harder time, I think getting there and just like doing it anyway. And so like I, but I know that that's me. So like when I start to feel insecurity creep in or I start to feel like I'm not sexy or like I'm super bloated or whatever, that's not because you're working out. It's because I'm not working out. (laughs) So I think working out, regardless of what size you are, regardless of what size you want to be, I think it's something that to me is very important. If I stayed this size the rest of my life, I would be okay. But I wouldn't be okay if I didn't work out for the rest of my life. Like that would trouble me. You know, it wouldn't feel good in my body. And I mean, I guess that kind of leads us to a question like this topic kind of leads me to a question of, you know, when we met, obviously I did CrossFit, you did CrossFit. Like we were, I still had like a very similar body type. Um, I wasn't like a size two then. Um, but I know that you've dated girls that like are a size two, size four that do yoga and do CrossFit and do mountain biking and do all these things. And can I just point out that the person you're referencing only started doing CrossFit and mountain biking after we broke up? <laughs> I know, but there were certain things that she did during your relationship that you found super like you would tell me you'd be like, it's so sexy that she does X, Y, Z. It's so sexy that she does yoga. It's so like so it obviously has been important to you in past relationships. Like how was your relationship with people like that different than our relationship is? Um, I think circumstantially our relationship is just inherently different. Um, I think at that point in my life, I was focused on things like that. Like the, those were like, like, Oh my God, she does yoga and she runs and whatever. That was, that was really, really important to me then. Um, now what's important to me, the things that are most important to me on, and in no particular order are, you know, how well do you love me? How, how well do I love you? Because if you're referencing this one person and you, you got me after we broke up, I was having a really bad breakup and Isabel is my best friend was saying, finally said to me one day, she may have been perfect in all other ways, but she didn't want you. Which was kind of the bitchiest thing ever to say. But it was also the best thing you ever could have said to me. So I was like, oh, oh, wait, I want someone who wants me. Mm -hmm. Like, I deserve love. I deserve someone to to love me and to care about me. So if this person's not going to do that, then they are clearly not the perfect person for me. So um, to more directly answer your question, I guess, um, so number one, my priorities have shifted. So, but in terms of, you know, you mentioned we started by actually the reason that CrossFit was big in the beginning of our relationship had much less to do with us hopscotching weights and being sweaty in the same room and things like that had, it had much more to do with the fact that I lived in East Nashville you lived in Bellevue and for people who aren't from Nashville, that's about, I don't know, 35, 40 minutes away from each other. Mm -hmm. And this 
Jim was more on the west side of town. Mm -hmm. So it forced me to come to your side of town more than maybe once a week or once every other week. I was, I went from seeing you every other week to seeing you like every day, four or five days a week, which would then be like, Hey, by the way, I'm going to make dinner. You want to come over and get to see, see, uh, Beckham. And this is, you know, so, and then that is what led into it. So it was much less about like, this, the eye candy or the, the sexual part of working out together and far, far more about the fact that it it actually just, it gave us a reason to cross the physical divide between us and to actually spend more time together. Because if you're, if you think back, the really memorable times in that were, you know, after dinner when we're maybe sitting down to write songs together and we're starting to skirt the issue of like, so who's this song really about, you mm-hmm. know? <laughs> well, so you said in like in the beginning of that answer, you said there was a time in my life where it was really important to me to be with someone who did yoga and who ran and who did all this. And now my priorities are different. And like, again, not a trap, <laughs> but people change. I mean, we're 34 years old. We are in the thick of like family building. You know, we're about to have our third kid in April we are super solid as a couple. Are you ever concerned that your priorities may shift again and being with somebody who, you know, like that you'll kind of have a midlife crisis, but instead of buying a Corvette, you'll want to like date someone who is a size four with like 34 D boobs. No, because honestly you said my, you know, priority priorities shift. My priority is you and our family. And ever since I was a little, little kid, I knew that that's what I wanted. I wanted my priority to be my, my spouse and my family and my kids. Like that was what I was always aiming for. Mm -hmm. How do you know though, that your priorities won't shift again? I don't, if we're being completely honest, I don't, um, I, I can't tell you, you know, I might have a mental break in in 20 (laughs) years and who knows? Like I, but knowing who I am now and who I've been, um, and knowing where where I've wanted to to end up, and knowing that I've purposely done things to to get there, um, I know that this is what I was always looking for. Mm-hmm. So, I think it's really common for like fit men or fit women to be seen with like any type of man. Like you can see like a really fit, attractive, like traditionally attractive woman with lots of different types of men, big men, small men, like, you know, tall men, short men, all different sizes, all different colors, all different shapes. I think it is more uncommon to see a traditionally fit, attractive man with women who vary in sizes and shapes and things like that. Like it tends to be that traditionally attractive men go for traditionally attractive women. Do you ever feel like we're mismatched? Do you ever feel like people feel like we're mismatched? No. Um, I think there's a shift going on right now. And I think, you know, we, I brought up toxic masculinity and I think there's, I think we're just brought brushing the, the, the surface of, of what is actually happening in that and what young boys are being taught and influenced. Um, because if you think back, like I think about like, you know, 
family guy and the Simpsons where, you know, the, you know, Lois on family guy is this like very, can be very sexy, you know, like she dresses up in lingerie and all this stuff. I can't believe you're referencing family guy. (laughs) But no, no, no. Follow me for a second. And then, and Peter is like overweight and drinks tons of beer and all that. Same with the Simpsons. And, you know, you know, the Simpsons were a big part of the nineties and growing up then. Um, and you know, so you had a very, a thin woman with an overweight man sitcoms all through the late nineties, early two thousands. You see it all over the place. It was Mm -hmm. a King of Queens with Kevin James. Um, so you're fed a diet of that, that it's okay for, you know, it's to go one way, but you never saw it the other way portrayed on TV. Right. And even now, I mean, if there's an overweight female character, she is most of the time partnered with an overweight male character. Yeah. I, I agree. Like and you I'd never, like to see that shift. Like I would love to have seen them cast Chrissy Metz and this is us opposite like Brad Pitt, not literally, but like sure. opposite, like super sexy. I mean, not that Chris Sullivan who plays Toby isn't attractive and isn't I think he's very attractive <laughs> and isn't actually in real life actually very fit, but they actually put him in a fat suit for that role. And I know it was to serve the story, but it would have been really great for someone who's always dated traditionally attractive fit men to see a woman who's overweight owning her sexuality, owning her awesomeness mm-hmm. and not being a victim to her weight and instead dating the super hot guy and not questioning his motives and not questioning whether or not he was attracted to her. He had some like fetish. I mean, that's what's so interesting to me is like people sometimes think it's like that someone dating a woman who's overweight or who's curvy or who's plus size, that it's like a fetish. And it's like, well, I think that's funny because you, you asked earlier what my type is. Mm-hmm. I, I think you were kind of looking to see if I was going to tell you my type, maybe I'm wrong, but you were looking to see if I was going to tell you that my type was always curvy women or, or, or anything like that. But, um, I think we're, we're fed a certain stereotype on this, you know, well, I, I and think, and I think it's, it's time for it to shift, but I don't know when or if it will come, you know, or I, I think it will, but I don't know when it will that. And I think this gets to a separate, a separate thing too, that, um, that may influence it. I'm just throwing this out there, but I getting to know groups of women and getting to like, to see those dynamics. I think women will oftentimes say things to other women that men would never say to other men and that men would certainly never say to other like say to women of like very critical things. Mm. I think it stems from, I mean, from what I've seen, like I don't have a relationship with my girlfriends where we have critical things to say to one another. I, if anything, we, you build each other up. We build each other up. If anything, the biggest issue that I try to be very good about not participating in is the self deprecation of like, Oh, I, you know, I would love to fit in those jeans again, but I just can't, you know, like, stuff like that that's down on them where they're looking for someone to be like, I know me too, but I just won't participate in that because I don't think it's really important to fit in a size of a certain size of jeans. Like you can go buy another size. Um, you know, to me it all comes down to health and to strength and to 
physical ability. And if your life has been limited by your body, then yeah. But I mean, as you know, like, do I go trail running or mountain biking? No. Is that only because I'm overweight? No. (laughs) But the things that I really want to do, like going swimming in the summer and going kayaking in the bay and going for walks with you and even occasionally like doing a short jog with my children or playing soccer in the yard or whatever, all of those things I'm perfectly capable of doing and I do do. Um, If I started seeing things be limited, I would probably reevaluate. I mean, as I've told you, the most frustrating thing about being overweight in our society is shopping. (laughs) It's super annoying (laughs) that like I can't just like go into any store. Unfortunately, there's some awesome stores I love now that carry straight sizes, like traditional sizes, all the way up to plus sizes. But most plus size stores look like you're trying to wear like a paper bag and <laughs> or or they're super, super expensive and it just doesn't make sense, especially if your weight fluctuates, which like I tend to fluctuate a size or two. So buying $200 jeans so that in a month I'll be a size smaller <laughs> makes no sense. So it's it's just tricky. But I mean, do you think if, because since we've been together, I've essentially, I gained some weight when I went on that stupid IUD, but, and obviously with pregnancies, I've gained weight and then have lost weight. But by and large, I've stayed about the same weight, about the same size from the time we met until now. Do you think if I were to lose a dramatic amount of weight and be back to being like biggest loser size 10, how do you think that would affect our relationship? I'm going to turn around and ask you a question. If you were in in that scenario, are you happy? Do you feel good? Do you feel good physically? Do you feel good emotionally? Do you feel good mentally? Well, I wouldn't lose weight that way again. Um, like I did on Biggest Loser, I would. I no, wouldn't. That do, was not healthy. I mean, I wouldn't do it that way. Um, if I were to ever lose a substantial amount of weight, I would imagine it would happen organically. <laughs> like it's not something that. I mean, you know how I eat. Like, do I have chocolate cake? Sure, of yeah, course it's I do. Delicious. Yeah, but like, am I sitting there eating Burger King and chocolate cake every day? No, I mean, I hardly ever eat fast food. I don't eat. Actually, I've never seen you eat like traditional fast food ever. I don't drink any soda ever. I hardly drink alcohol, even when I'm not pregnant. I mean, I definitely Only don't when drink. when you're pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely don't drink alcohol when I'm pregnant. I mean, I eat fairly healthy. I eat pretty much entirely vegetarian, like plant-based at this point. Lately, yeah. And so, and and I typically, you know, I end up around a couple thousand calories a day and I do like to work out. Granted, the last two weeks have not been great. But if I were to ever lose weight again, it would be something that just like happened to my body. So, yeah, I mean, I would imagine that the answer to all those questions, am I happy? Am I well-adjusted? That the answer would be yes, but no more so than I am at the current moment. I would, But it, I think it would be naive to say of you, to say that it wouldn't affect our relationship at all, that nothing would well, change. But that's for me to answer. I know. That's why I was asking <laughs> you your part. Okay. So if you're telling me that in this hypothetical situation where you've lost this weight, you're happy, 
you feel good, you're healthy, like your your blood work is healthy, your all all of this stuff that you're going to live well. I mean, I don't see that it would change the way I feel about you. Because you're still you. Might it change some activities? Maybe because it's easier for you to do something or another. Because I'm I finally going to go mountain biking. <laughs> I'm going to get you on a mountain bike. It's going to happen. Um, anyway. I will do it. I will do it now, pregnant and overweight. I don't care. Maybe not Maybe not third trimester pregnant. Let's, <laughs> let's avoid you know, some major, I mean, you know, I would try anything for you. And, and I think you also know that anything that was really important to you that I tried and couldn't do. I mean, the day we went kayaking on the Harpeth river, like I, (laughs) we, Sean and I went kayaking on the Harpeth river. We had just gotten these like cheap kayaks on Craigslist. And the Harpeth river is a, I mean, It's it's a deceptive river. Well, it doesn't even look deceptive. It looks challenging. I mean, I am from Cape Cod where you kayak on a like calm bay and the Harpeth River like moves. Right. And I was like bound and determined well, to get. You were trying to get through like this one fast section. We were, we were also going upstream first so we could turn around and go back down. Right. And it was impossible. I mean, I felt like these hot rolling tears just streaming down my face trying to do this and it was so frustrating and but I knew it meant so much to Sean that we were out there and doing it together so I did it and I that is how I've always lived my life anytime you've ever asked me to do anything that has scared me that's intimidated me I will at least try it I will give it my best and if it's something that was really important to you like if all of a sudden you were like I don't know I really want to run I really want to do triathlons and I really want you to do them with me I mean, for the record, I would never, I know you would never, but like, but (laughs) because the same way you're saying you would do anything for me. I also am aware of things that you really don't want to do, but like the mountain bike thing, like the thing that you're like, I'm going to get you on a mountain bike. You know, I say that playing, right? I know, but, but you're not at the same time. And so what I'm telling you is like, if that's really important to you, I will get on a mountain bike. It doesn't matter what size I am. And then like, if, I can't do it at this size. Like that probably would motivate me to be like, all right, if I can't do it at a size 20, I better get down to size 18 see how that feels. And like try it again then, because if it's something that this, that is this important to him, you know, he's that important to me. Not that it would make me want to lose weight, but it makes me want to participate in your life. And if participating in your life means that I need to get some of my shit together, then I'm going to do that. Yeah, I think, I don't know. I think this has been really interesting because there's so much that we've spoken about. And I mean, maybe if we were to listen back, it might feel differently, but just knee jerk is that so much of what we've actually spoken about has less to do with weight and more to do with whether it's underlying things or or social pressures or, or things like that. It has very, while we started this out with the intention of talking about weight and weight discrepancies between partners, it's really had a lot less to do with that. Well, because I always think that weight is, or how you feel about it is just a symptom of how you feel about everything else. 
I mean, I didn't, the worst I've ever felt about myself was on Biggest Loser. <laughs> and when well, I was, I mean, it's think about the sub context. Right, of I the mean, title of the show. Yeah. That's why I never wanted you to go on the, in the first place. The show the is not like, is not the worst thing that ever happened to me by any means. Like it had amazing opportunities. I learned so much, but the worst I ever felt about myself was when I was consistently, consistently being told by, you know, the production I was on that I needed to change. Cause I never believed until then that I really did need to my, as you said, like if you were thin and your blood work was fine, da, 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 I've been overweight my whole life and my blood work has been fine. <laughs> like my thyroid is fine. I don't have diabetes. I don't have anything like there's nothing like, and I've no, had, you're, you're healthy. You're capable. Your body is capable. Knock like, on wood, by the way. Sure. <laughs> but I mean, literally my entire life, I've been very lucky to be very healthy. I've carried three, now three babies that have also been incredibly healthy. I got pregnant by you looking at me, basically. I mean, like, man, that makes me feel good about myself. <laughs> so, I mean, I really, I can't complain about who I am physically. I mean, I, I don't look in the mirror anymore and see Marilyn Monroe. Instead, I look in the mirror and I see me and I see all the lumps and bumps and curves and sags and stretch marks and scars and all the things that like are definitely imperfect. And I won't lie and say like, I love all of that, <laughs> but it's all who I am. And I don't even know that I would change it if I could. And so I, I guess that's kind of how I feel because where I'm at right now, my value is so much bigger than my body and my body might be big, but my value is bigger. And that's just, I, I feel like I'm like everything, all of my value being big, that includes like my sexiness, my ambition, my talent. So why would I focus on this one thing that is imperfect compared to the society that we live in? Because I've been to other places in the world and they have no problem with it either. So, well, I feel like that's a really good spot to wrap on. Yeah, I feel like we've we've covered some really interesting things, and um, I'm glad that this is something that we've spent the time talking about. Yeah, and if any of you are out there and listening to this, and you can relate, or you have a question, or you want to give us some feedback on what you think about it, please reach out to us. You can find us on Instagram at Isabo. I, how, how do I spell my name? <laughs> I-S-A-B-E-A-U and A-N-D Sean S-H-A-U-N. <laughs> we both have very, you know, easy to spell names. Yeah. So you can reach out to us there or anywhere else that you would probably find us. Tell us what you're thinking. We can always do a follow-up. Um, and I will probably be sharing a blog post on this as well. So thank you so much for joining us for this conversation. We can't wait to welcome you home again soon. Thank you so much for spending your time with us. To find out more about us, who we are, and what we're up to, head to Isabo, I-S-A-B-E-A-U, and Sean, S-H-A-U-N.com, or find us on Instagram. And don't forget to subscribe to and rate our podcast on Apple Podcasts. 
please share with any family and friends who you think would enjoy getting to know us too. We're so grateful to share our journey with you. See you next time.